and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Liverpool are in the Champions League final for the third time in five years. They did it the hard way. It's a it's a revenge story. It's a rematch. It's a I don't know. It's 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 retribution, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mo Salah, I'm sure, has a variety of expressions in his head, but um, it's Real Madrid, and we're in a situation now where, in the next six games of football, Liverpool could, could win the three biggest trophies that there are available to win in any given season. And to try and take stock of everything that's happened, including the absolute madness at, at the Bernabeu, um, I've got Dave Karen in Brazil, and I've got Neil Patterson and Donny Gall. And Chief, let's just let's just take a breath and let's start with um, start with what happened uh, at the La Ceramica um, on Tuesday night. We go there, we're pretty confident, we're so so dominant from the first leg, you know, and we hear all of these bits and pieces. They're going to do something different. They'll take the game to us, Moreno's back and blah, blah, blah. And we're kind of thinking, yeah, I know, but like we're dead good and he's the seventh in La Liga. And then we are, it looked like, it looked like we've been stunned. It, it, we look like rabbits in headlights. You know, n- no real performances there that you could, you could even look at and go, well, he did all right that half. It was shocking all over the pitch. Some worse than others, but nobody, nobody better than shite. Let's be honest. And then we come out the second half like nothing's happened, and just become Liverpool again, and we we make our way through. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if um, you heard pre- Klopp's pre-match interview on on DT, and he was saying that. Uh, we treat this like it's a one-legged semi-final, like it's like this, like we're the scores are level, um, and we go out and play it like like it's the only game. And uh, I don't know if the players like took that too literally or what, and, and said about making it um, a square game before going on to to win that comfortably then in the second half or or what. But um, but yeah, it was it was night and day, wasn't it? The 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 performance level between first and second half. Obviously, there were there was the change at halftime. Diaz comes on and uh, and yeah, is the spark or the catalyst for really everything that, that 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 happens from from then on in the second half. But everybody stepped up. Um, first half performance was uncharacteristic. Um, I heard something earlier. Somebody earlier on a, another podcast mentioned that they thought it was maybe a touch of complacency, but. Um, I don't really. I don't think we we uh, played long enough at nil nil to really find out if there was any complacency there. I mean, I think they score after what two and a half minutes, something like that. Um, and, it looked you know, more like an anxiety, Chief. More like anxiety to me than complacency, because yeah, it, it looked just, very, very nervous and, and unsure of themselves. It didn't start. It didn't start well, obviously, and then they get. You know, we're we're a bit sloppy in the concession of the throw-in, even, um, which leads to the to the goal, and um, we're slack off that throw-in. Kaida defends it poorly. Robertson also defends it very poorly at the back post. But um, from then on, we're you know we're worried because 
the worst has happened. You've conceded, you know, they've conceded within a couple of minutes. So, yeah, we we never get it together. And I think there was something kind of systemically wrong there. Maybe we we didn't seem to be there seemed to be too much of a gap between the the front and back. Um, I think Klopp said the, the the forward line was too high, but I don't know if the if the back four was maybe too deep as well. A tad, it just wasn't linking at all. We couldn't we couldn't string passes together. But as you said, as I mentioned earlier, we we turn it around. Second half performance is what we come to expect and what we um, what we are used to seeing from Liverpool. They were excellent, and you know we ran 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 out very comfortable aggregate win, winners in the end. So. Yeah, Dave, it's, you know, it, it really, it's difficult to articulate how good we are in the second half. Because the keepers, you know, he's not great. He, he doesn't cover himself in glory, et cetera, et cetera. Diaz comes on, you know, I was shocked that Naby Keita was still in the pits at halftime. Um, or sorry, after halftime. But... I think the biggest compliment and the most respect that I can give to this team is that how we gathered ourselves, regrouped in the 15 minutes between the the first half end and the second half starting to come out like nothing happened. Like literally it was just another day at the office. Because they're going in there, literally playing the worst half of football they've probably played in four or five years. Let's be honest. It was absolutely tragic. And they just walked out their second half with one change. And it's like it was all a big joke that we played on somebody, on everybody. I think what you're saying is is the benefit of continuity. You know, Klopp signed a new contract as well. That continuity continues. And we weren't too clever, um, you know, in the league game against City either. First half, and we came out and we rectified that. It's a thing that, you know, I'm not surprised by it at all, David. My question back to you would be, if you've not been watching this for the last four or five years, this is what we do. And we've been doing it with, with, with alarming regularity. How many how many last minute goals do we get? We we don't we don't lie down. We're not like Man City, but we'll get to that. Um, you know what I mean? Liverpool won't lie down for you. This is Europe. This is our competition as well, and I always say that as well. It's our competition. We don't lie down in that. I would dare say that Klopp had very little to say to them at halftime because they knew themselves, uh, and I would dare say that dressing room took took care of itself. They stayed, from what I can gather, a little bit longer than they would normally stay. Um, and uh, whenever they came out, they were a different beast. But they weren't a different beast. They were the beast that we know and love. What what was different was the first half. And and they touched on it. That first goal, uh, considering the, the first leg of this tie and how little Villarreal offered, and they offered bloody nothing, um, to get sucker punched like that in two and a half minutes, it's, it's got to jangle you a little bit. And then, of course, the second comes along and, and, and they get a sniff of it. That was a decent crowd. They had, albeit a small crowd, but a, a very vocal crowd. It was a good European atmosphere. Uh, we were under the cosh for a while. They had the, the, the Champions of Europe elect under on, <laughs> under the cosh. But that was mostly our own doing. And, and the way I see it, Dave, is we, we went in and we did what we've been doing for four or five years. We rectified those problems. We came out and we were Liverpool. And the result was three goals scored. Um, 
very much assisted by a goalkeeper, I may say he was fucking tragic. But but that's what we've been doing, Dave, and that's what we do. And I say it's why. Well, we'll get to the Champions League, but you know we're we're not we're not somebody who just lies down for any team. And and it's been that way for the last four or five years. I don't see it starting now. No, that's totally fair. We don't lie down. Um, the one thing that I would try and caveat this with, Chief, because we've, we've loaded us with all kinds of praise there. I've kind of, I was of the school of thought that the fact that we went in 2-0 down at halftime rather than 1-0 down, or probably better put, Villarreal went in 2-0 up at halftime and had levelled the tie. They changed, I think. They were less front foot. They were less in our faces. And there's an argument that obviously they couldn't keep that pace up to the full 90 minutes. But to me, they stopped doing all the things that they were doing that were making it difficult for us. And they just gave us, you know, five minutes of realising that we had control of the game. And that was it for them. It was all over after that. Yeah, I mean, I think there maybe was a, a touch of a of a tactical switch from Emery at halftime. Um, I think, you know, I read a, an article on The Athletic before the first game about his sort of uh, various tactical approaches that he employs and how often they, they switch between these in-game. And it's very plausible that, uh, you know, he decided at halftime that maybe, you know, consolidate a little and then look to push on again maybe later in the half. Who who knows? But um Liverpool were were just dominant. They just put their foot on the ball and took absolute control of the game. And I think Diaz being there made a massive difference. I think the runs that he makes, the uh the the way that he just attacks opposition defenders, midfielders, whoever he's up against, he just goes at them. And he's got the skill and the pace to get around him, and usually an end product as well. He, he puts the fear of God into into oppositions, for want of a, a better cliche there. But um, that opens up space. Suddenly, two or three players have to deal with him, so it opens up pockets. We exploited those really well, and we just we just did, as Dave says, what what we do. Um, and what we should have done, you know, from the start. But you know, let's be fair. Um, they're they're all human, and they're allowed to they're allowed to sort of have a bad half, and, and you know, be um, get rocked a little by that uh, by that situation they find themselves in. But um, as you met referenced earlier, the way that they were just able to to put it behind them completely and go out when other teams may have um, may have crumbled may have gone or at least may not have been able to get back in to it in that atmosphere away from home when having surrendered a lead um but we we were and um yeah going back to your to your original point they they may have switched but there was they they did put everything up you know listening to every comments and stuff after the the game he references the fact that they put so much into that first half that uh, there was very little left. They were also persisted with Moreno for some reason, which I find bizarre because he was half dead, basically. He could hardly he could hardly walk at one he, point. Never mind run. I know it was, and and it's odd. And you know, you, they were really were playing with 
ten and a half. Um, so you know, talisman he may be, but he's he's not Superman, and um, they probably could have done with uh, who is it, Chiquesi, that they finally brought on for him, but uh, they probably could have done with just starting him to be to be fair to them, um, or certainly getting him on earlier. But yeah, we whether they stepped off or not, we we just we schooled them the second half and we we re- remembered who we who we are what what team we are and where we're going and the journey wasn't going to end there in in um, Villarreal small town near Valencia I believe so that wasn't the night for for the, the journey of the season to to finish no certainly not and Dave you know, we've mentioned Diaz there, who comes on and makes the difference. Um, Jota, I felt sorry for because, you know, he wasn't able to get into the game. We weren't able to get him into the game. But something that we seem to have stumbled upon um, that has been aided by the Diaz signing is this reinvention of Sadio Mane as a, as a number nine. Um, and again, he sticks it in the tent tonight, playing through the middle. And, you know, don't forget, it's it's a goal. It's a goal at home to City. It's a goal away to City. It's two goals in the in the league or the FA Cup semi final against City, and numerous other. He's on for I think he's this is the second highest goal scoring season so far for Liverpool, and the rate in which he's putting the ball in the net has has gone through the roof since we since we put him through the middle. Aye, I'm, I'm thinking about it. We're, we're worried about Mo, Mo Salah's contract. <laughs> we're not discussing his. <laughs> and, and, this, uh, and this is it. He, he's so, under, he's no, so but, undervalued no, even but, by but Dave, our own fan the, base, isn't he? The, the, this podcast, several of us were like, I think Sadio's done. Well, maybe we need to re- replace him. But, you know, he plays through the, middle, through the middle, I think, for Senegal as well. And, and put it like this. Diaz needs to be starting every game. He needs to be the starter. Um, you know, you touched on him, Dave. This kid is incredible. The, it's, it's, he's incredible, number one. Um, you know, he he makes such a difference. He's so direct. You can't deal with him. He, you know, he's he's knocked the ball past you and turned before you even know what what day of the week it is. He, he's incredible to watch. Um, but Sadio through the middle. It, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. You feel, kind of feel for for Jada, and you you could sort of go fuck Bobby Firmino. Where does he go now? Um, you know, another great servant of this club. And it's, it's a wonderful dilemma to have, isn't it, really? Um, you know, like, Bob Firmino still has has plenty in the tank to give us, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure at least another season, couple of seasons in there. But if, if this is the way it's going to be, with Manny through the middle, I, I have no problems. As you say, you, you've just outlined the stats there, Dave. Whatever, whatever happened to him, and, and there was a definite drop-off, and I think probably, you know, we, we talked about, like, the last couple of seasons have been very interrupted. They're not been real football seasons. And Sadio Mane's a real footballer, and he needs those atmospheres, and he needs to play on those big occasions with, with you know, with, in, in big noise. And the bigger the noise, the bigger, the, the bigger um, he performs. And th- there's another thing here. They're talking about him. If we win the Champions League and they do Senegal, you know, punch above their weight in the, in the uh, the World Cup coin. There, there's talk Ballon of, of Ballon d'Or for him. And this is a player we were talking about jettisoning <laughs> like maybe four months ago. Oh, he's done. <laughs> the, the lad, I, I he's, joked he's about good. that. 
you know, Sorry. you did. You, no, you did, Neil. I, I remember you joking about it, that, that, how, how it would piss Mo Salah off. But it's a real yeah. possibility. Well, the, this is exactly the sort of thing that wins you the Ballon d'Or, isn't it? It's not about, it's not even about goals or stats or numbers or anything like that. It's it's how much do you win or how close do you come to winning things? And, you and know, there's a reinvention in there as well, Dave, from what we're used to or what, you know, the Liverpool norm is Manny's mostly on on the left. There's a reinvention to put him into the middle. So the Ballon d'Or thing, there's a lot of factors went into it. Yeah, it's, it's exciting for it's exciting for the club. It's exciting for him, um, and again, it it just it's just another footnote in how unbelievable this Liverpool side are, and the fact that regardless of what happens at the end of this season, we're we're six games from immortality right now. We've never been able to say that before, ever. So. You know, I think after every game, before every game, we, we need to take stock as to what we're witnessing, you know, what we're literally living right now. Um, we're all focused on what the end goal is. We're all focused on a ridiculous... Dave, Dave can I interrupt you there? I, I don't know whether you saw it. You didn't see uh, Virgil's interview with uh, BT Sport after our game? Yeah, uh-huh. And, you know, what, everything you're saying there, and this is what resonated with me, they put the Virgil van Dijk. Have you ever seen a guy so laid back, so like, it's, it's almost like it's the under fours that he's playing for? You know, it's, an, oh, well, it's just, you know, well, we'll just take games. Come. We don't talk about things like that. You know, no, I mean, the, the, perf- the personification of just calm. And if that's the, the mood through that dressing room, Jesus Christ, everybody's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, Chief, just to just to take us on, it, it, it's Real Madrid in the final. Somehow, it's Real Madrid in the final. But then, if you if you if you take stock, it's it's Real Madrid's doing what they do and and taking a defeat back to the Bernabeu and and turning it around. And it's City doing what they do, which is finding new <laughs> new and interesting ways to exit themselves from the Champions League in any given season. <laughs> Um, even each one more hilarious than, than the previous. And uh, well, there's an ever ever changing cast as well, Dave, which well, can get yeah. better and better players. As Absolutely, well as and and you know the, the, there are some statistics um, floating around from from Miguel Delaney that the, the goals that they've conceded that have knocked them out. I think twelve goals in in something like forty four minutes or something like that um, is what's what's exited them from from the tournament and. This is what they do. And, you know, we, we talk about Madrid, obviously, moving towards the final. But I think for City, this is the most crushing and heartbreaking and devastating ways to go out of a tournament. Plus the added extra time they had to play and, and now seemingly minus Kyle Walker. And I just wonder what this does to to them as a group moving into the, the next couple of league games. Does this have an effect on them or, or can they galvanise themselves from it? Well, sort of maybe get to that in a wee minute, but, you know, if if the phrase snatch in defeat from the jaws of victory ever ever had a place or a time, it was it was last night in, in the Bernabeu. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you, you going to say about that? I mean... 
Real Madrid did what they do, City did what what they tend to do, and um, you know everything flipped in minute minute ninety or minute ninety one maybe. Um, the, all the stats Real Madrid hadn't had a shot on target. Um, uh, fucking City, you know City were the match reports were written. Uh, everything was done. Everything was done. We we had just started saying in the group, you know, the hope had gone on us. Even we just started saying, ah, well, looks like it's going to be them. It was always, I think I said it was always going to be them. And then, bam! Literally, as I had said on that, Rodrigo scores. And then by the time I get to see the 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 the, the, the eyes that you put in, fucking, it's, he scored again. It's two two. And he could have had a hat trick. He, he, um, what do you call it? Ederson pulls off a crack and see it. Does it have yeah, a hat-trick? he could have had an, inj- an injury time hat trick. Have yeah, you ever known your life? Apparently, two minutes and thirty four seconds between the first goal going in and and um, Ederson saving that. So it would have been a hat trick in under three minutes. Um, sensational, absolutely sensational game. Um, that's you know. The game itself, for large parts, wasn't that great. Um, but City were undone by the first leg by not punishing Madrid in the first leg, and they will be kicking themselves because they should have been out of sight by half time. They could have crushed their morale if they'd taken the chances that they had when they were on top in that first half of the Eddie had. Real Madrid could have thrown in the towel after 45 minutes. Instead, City had been legged everywhere. And they have been crushed in a very sort of cruel way, if you think about it. I mean, they, they thought it was done. They thought it was in the bag. So finally, we've fucking broken this hoodoo. It's the second final in a row. We're, we're going to make it. We're there. We've, we've done the professional away performance. We're 1-0 up in the Bernabeu. I was just going to say Bernabeu because it's just easier. Um, and we're, we're home and host here. And then bam, bam. And shortly afterwards, bam, again, you're fucking done. Go home. Um, so, yeah, I, will it affect them? We'll have to wait and see. But if they can get over it and compartmentalise it quickly enough to go up against Newcastle on, on Saturday and, and put together a, a resolute or a good performance and, and win the game comfortably, then, you know, fair play to them. But I'd say it's going to take, take a toll because it's... It's widely documented that City's owners are all about the Champions League, and that's why Guardiola was really hired. But ultimately, City players want to win it. You know, this is a, a team that's been together the same length as as uh, our side, and in that space of time, we've been in three Champions League finals, and um, well, this will be our third. In that space of time, they've made one and managed to contrive to lose it against Chelsea. Uh, so it's it's not good. It's not good for them. They will be raging. And I, last night, you know, I don't really think there was anything you could you could point your finger at and say, you know, Pep's overthought it or why has he done this or um, you know they didn't really do that much wrong. But it was that first leg where they really should have been out of sight, and that's going to hurt as well because you're not telling me there aren't players sitting there going. Fucking why didn't we why didn't we take those chances? You know, that'll that'll eat at them as well. So 
if they can, you know, put it to the back of their minds and 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 just rack out the results, the next four wins, then fair play to them. But uh, we, as fans uh, of Liverpool, we couldn't have asked for any more. I mean, you couldn't have written the script any better for something that might just might knock them out of their stride. So let's see. Yeah, Dave, it's like it was absolutely wild. It was absolutely wild. Um, and, you know, the best centre half of the world, Ruben Diaz, you know, he switches off for the first goal. He doesn't pick Rodrigo up. He, he had a Harry Maguire type performance. Dave. He really did. In, and he kind of embodied everything that it is about Manchester City in Europe. It was, it was. I'm absolutely fine up to a certain point, and then it just all falls apart through just doing silly things, making bad decisions, just generally not knowing where you are or being completely overawed by what's going on around you. And and single-handedly in the space of, what, seven or eight minutes or something like that, he's he's not done what Virgil van Dijk would do. And I think these are the sorts of things that probably stand us in good stead going into a final against a side that seem to feel like they're invincible at the minute. Well, I have to laugh a wee bit about City, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Neil made a point there about, you know, this that, that Guardiola was brought here and the squad put together at City to win the Champions League. That, that's that's a statement that comes out of PSG as well. These are the two clubs that have been built to win the Champions League. But this is a this is a you know I know that the world has moved on and we're in this caring sharing world of 2022. But some things don't change in the world, and you know you don't win a Champions League unless you've got all. You, well, number one, you need a you need to sprinkle a luck somewhere down the line, which which they're bereft of. But but even beyond that, I, I don't I didn't wouldn't I, I preferred them and I've been saying that for a week and in our group I preferred City to Madrid because Madrid's scarce because they 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 look like us of two thousand and five we just can't get rid of them um, but City are so focused so focused on winning this Champions League this season that I and and you saw the the, the faces like you know you think fucking somebody had shit in fucking Phil Phil Foden's mouth. Like you know, seriously, like they they were deflated on the floor, beaten, um, and it, it's how Guardiola puts them back together again. You know, the, the camera cut at one point to Kevin De Bruyne sitting on the bench, and you just wonder what was going through his head after being substituted and all that fucking madness going on. Where where you know, the, the five minutes into extra time, they can't even fucking make five minutes of extra time without giving away a fucking penalty. You know, you know what I mean? It's 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 fucking insanity. After two of the, and their home leg, they were fucking magnificent as well for like 20, 30 minutes. They were magnificent. But the problem is that they, they can get away with that in the Premier League and blow away a team. This is Europe. And you're talking about a team like Madrid, who, who like ourselves, Dave, in many ways, believe it's their God-given right to be in that final and to lift that trophy. You know, like we've only won it six times, they won it 13 times. And we think it's our God-given right, that trophy. So imagine Madrid. And, and City just don't have that. PSG don't have that. Um, you, when you walk into the Bernabeu, when you walk into any of those big clubs, the European royalty, when you walk those corridors, you see the history. Um, 
when you walk a corridor to the Etihad, what do you see? Dennis Stewart, Dennis Law, you know, Franny Lee. You don't see no European Cups. You see very few Premier Leagues. There's not an ethos of winning continentally or, or even domestically. Now, they're, they're, they're doing right. They can win domestically. Over the course of a season, the, the, the best team always rises to the top in a league situation. But Cups, and especially Continental Cups, where you're dealing with hostile atmospheres, you're dealing. And I, th- I thought the Madrid fans were great last night. They made a great noise, even though the fucking majority of them pissed off like in 89 minutes. Um, but I think they came back like for for extra time. But th- th- there's a real difference and a real disparity in in where you're starting from as a club. And I think that plays into it majorly. And to answer your question, Dave, I expect them to bottle the shit out of the league now. I really do. Um, there'll be. There has to be a reverberation of this. There has to be. There has to be something coming from this. That there's doubts in those heads. There has to be doubts in those heads. They beat the shit out of fucking Madrid for for two or oh, three hours, and and they're still fucking. They're still not in the final. If that doesn't fuck your head, nothing will. Yeah, well, Madrid, Madrid weren't ahead at any point in this tie until Benzema's penalty in extra time, and there was. But Dave, what? they can't even they can't even get through five fucking minutes of extra time no, without conceding a there's, penalty. There's ten goals scored and at no point are they behind, and somehow they find themselves behind and going out five minutes into extra time. Like it's 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 quite This is Guardiola. He's, he's experienced everything. Do they think you know? Oh, we just need to turn up here and we'll win because we're Man City. We got lots of money. In. Because that's what it feels like. Oh, we scored a goal. That's us, Grant. Get Brian off. Do this. Do that. No, I'm all right. I do genuinely believe that it is. It's that thing. It's it's like that thing that Wenger said after Rogers Liverpool side absolutely, you know, emasculated them in 45 minutes when we scored four goals and could have scored 10. And Suarez scores the greatest goal that was never scored when he smashes that volley from a corner off the framework. And every season, season after season, they still come back and they get absolutely twatted every season. No matter how good they are, no matter what form who's in, even earlier on the season, they come and we're thinking this will be a difficult game. I think we'd maybe drawn with them nil-nil in the in the League Cup beforehand in the first leg at home. And we put four into them. And... It's the same with City. They show up in those big games and those big ties and those crunch moments in the Champions League. And you talk about experience. That is their experience, similar to PSG, that they continually, as I said, find new and interesting ways of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, as Chief very eloquently put it earlier on. And, you know, there's no reason to see that they won't continue to do that. The Premier League is another matter, and you're right, and it, it it's how they kind of respond from this. And see if I like I don't know what you think. We we are generally forever the optimist um here, certainly between the two of us. But you know you find it difficult for me to think that they can't get up for this because it's all they've got left. And if there's anything about them, they'll throw everything at this game and, and the next three after that to make sure that they do come away this season with something. Yeah, I mean, that's how I would see it. Um, but it's, you know, they they are, they have problems now. You know, they, they are now without Walker for the rest of the season, I would imagine, given that he's gone 
you know, he's gone down badly on his ankle and he's had ankle problems before and he hobbled off last night. I can't see, certainly can't see him making the weekend. There's no pace in defence. <clears throat> Newcastle played us last week, so they've they've uh, had practice at playing an elite side. Um, they'll have been able, they've had the whole week to train um, specifically for the game, whereas obviously City's focus will have been on 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 the match last night. They've then been legged 120 minutes as as well, and as we as I referenced earlier, they've lost in. in one of the worst ways possible, really. Um, add on to that, then the psychological thing of it being another another failure in the Champions League, and do we never make progress? Are we never going to win this? Does that into, eat into your head for a little bit? And then you don't really even get. I mean, when is I think that game's on Sunday, so they have the extra day that, that we didn't. I mean, I think that's right. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, I didn't see their game on the. The Saturday list, whenever. Uh, no, they they're on the Sunday. So they're half so four on Sunday, half four on Sunday. Yeah, yeah so it's so the, it's pretty much the same. But they'll not be back until today, and uh, so the, and they'll not have trained today, so they'll be in tomorrow, and uh, maybe a recovery day tomorrow. Who knows? And then they'll have one day, and then bang, they're playing. So. They have obviously the credentials on paper to 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 steamroller Newcastle. They're at home. Um, they're far better. One to eleven, one to sixteen, one to eighteen, whatever you can put out there. One, to, you know, they're they're um absolutely no question about that. But Newcastle have been decent. Like I said, they played us last week. They've got, you know, if there's ever a good time to play City, it might be after they've played 120 minutes and got knocked out in the Champions League semi-final. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, it's like all these games, you, you can't, you can in, in no way weigh it up and look at it and think, yes, I think City will drop points there. You, Chief, 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 I think that the difference is the, this Newcastle side will want to win there. They'll want, or at least get a. They'll, they'll want to make a statement there because they're the next up and coming thing. It's been the, the media and, and punditry have, you know, they, they put our game against Newcastle as this big, you know, th- this is the real problem for Liverpool. But fuck, City are playing them the next week, and you know, these these guys are out to make a statement. They're they're out to make a statement, not not so much for this season, but as as a, as a, as a statement for next season. So I see it as. Is yeah, there a possibility I can, I, here? I can see that, now, particularly with the owners' um, angle, um, Saudi Arabia and, and Abu Dhabi, obviously. So. Yeah, and, and having 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 a major. It was Newcastle that got the draw that fucking decided the the the. the yeah, that, that's, a, that's that's a huge that's a huge sort of PR thing, isn't it? As well, and you can you can massively use that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, they're going to want to win anyway because they're a team on the up, and they all want to sort of be there next year and keep their, you know, get get new contracts and big salaries. And um, Eddie Howe wants to do likewise. So yeah, I, you know, you can't rule it out, and I don't, and because I, I still somehow think we're going to win all four. So somewhere City have to slip up, but um, again. You know, I, I'm not going to go into it with that much expectation. Just, just more hope. Yeah, Dave. It's 
I think the one thing that you haven't mentioned there about Newcastle is, and I will continue to grasp at as many straws as I can find in front of my face right now, is that um, they're a team that are playing with complete freedom. There's nothing at stake. There's no jeopardy. Um, there's nothing to gain. There's nothing to lose. If they can just go out there on this high that they're in. They don't really want the season to end either because they're really playing well um, and they're having a nice time. And they'll go out there with a carefree attitude, wanting to be professional, wanting to make sure that they are players that are part of this, what they will deem to be a revolution. But for me, with City is, all they need to do is take the lead, I feel. I think it will take a side to make them wobble. And I think if they wobble, they collapse. I I think it's fair. So for me, what it will take, and I don't know whether you agree, and it sounds like you do agree, is that it will take a team to stick a goal in in the first 15 minutes and catch them completely off guard. And all of a sudden, those doubts set in, that anxiety sets in, that, you know, trauma and, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder from the Bernabeu sets sets in. And that, for me, is the only way that they're going to drop points. Well, there's this game and then there's Wolves. And Wolves are very, very drilled defensively as well. The next two games look like possibles. But what you're saying about Newcastle is completely right, Dave. It's a complete not a free hit for them. And look, there's been a hell of a lot of negative publicity, and rightly so, around the takeover of that club and and the owners and and so on. And you know, the drum's been beaten. I don't need to beat it anymore. I think Eddie Howe's a, a a really nice guy. I rate him as a manager, and like he's he's had to field a lot. Of, like it's not not the guy's fault who who bought the club, and I suppose he had a, he had a say whether to go work for them or not. But you know what I mean. I I kind of like Eddie Howe. Um, and, and and he will want to make a statement because he is now in charge of, of one of the richest clubs in the Premier League. It's going to take him a while to get there, um, a la City. But, um, you know, it, putting down early markers, I would say, is is, is a big thing. And don't, don't think that, that that result last night will be lost on, on Newcastle, that they don't see that this is maybe an opportunity for them to, to steal a headline. Because the headlines that they have been getting have been so negative uh, since since the uh, since the Middle Eastern takeover, it has been completely and utterly negative. There've been very very good, few good lines written about Newcastle United, and you know they do have a fucking great stadium, great atmosphere up there, um, and it's, you know it's, it's a shame in many ways that like I, I remember them whenever it was Genoa and fucking Ferdinand and Shear. Fuck, they used to be a great team. Um, and 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 the Ran United close a couple of times back in the nineties. It used to be great up there, and and I, I would love to see them get the result. But I, don't 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 be fooled for one second, Dave. I would dare say that Newcastle players will will be will have everything that you said in in the lead up there in their heads that if they can get at them. Plus the fact, Dave, if fucking Diaz has another game, I could end up fucking sent off. Laporte is not much fucking better. He's he, I don't know. These two were lauded a couple of seasons. Well, Diaz last season and, and Laporte before, but he, you know, was lauded as these great defenders. Fuck, I didn't see that from them last night, and I haven't really seen that in the last few games. They've been riding their luck. You know, it only takes a red card or a penalty or something, something daft. If Newcastle can stay in it, um, you know, you, as you rightly say, teams get concede the first goal against City and the second tends to come along pretty quick and we all switch off and that's the way I've been 
for a couple, few seasons now. As soon as I go 2-0 up, you know it's over. But whether it's, whether it's 1-0, you'll, you'll, you'll stick in with it. And and Newcastle are the team, maybe at 1-0. And, and I'm not looking for City to, 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 to lose. A draw is sufficient. I'm, I'm, I'm not being greedy. I, I, I think that Newcastle have, given what's happened this week, and if they apply themselves the right way and they put City under pressure, they don't sit back and be awestruck by them. Um, there's a fucking fair chance here. Yeah, uh, there is. Uh, but, you know, before that, team, we have to hold up our end of the park. And then it's, uh, it's a real Jackal and Hyde Spurs coming to, to Anfield on Saturday night. Bottling is the theme of this pod, Dave. So yeah, here we go. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I just, with this side, I just don't really, I just don't think you can tell what you're going to get with them. And they do, and they invariably score at Anfield. I don't know if Firmino's going to be fit. I always like to see his name in the lineup when we're playing Spurs because he's one of those players that loves goals against certain teams and Spurs is one of them, along with their North London counterparts. So, you know, they've got the weapons to hurt us, I think, aside from from Jota. I think they're the best front, best front three in the league, you know, statistically and probably, you know, aesthetically as well. Um, after after ours, based on numbers and everything else, so this will not. This is not going to be easy. This is this is the one that probably City are looking at us, going, this is where they we could really just take the pressure off. So if we go in there and if we get the result again, it's going to be a big ask, but that could pile the pressure on City even further. Yeah, massively because playing first, you know, gives you the, that scoreboard pressure. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough. It's always tough against them. Um, they always raise their game, or else they're suited to playing us. But I think they they generally turn up against us. Um, Conte will is going obviously going all out for for top four, so they need to win. But at the same time, he also likes to you know to to make his mark against the big sides. Uh, that they beat City, obviously. Um, and, you know, the way we like to play, our offside trap, our high line is going to be tested, you would imagine, pretty frequently if, if Kane and Son are fit, which by all accounts I think they are. Uh, Kulisewski is also decent for them. Um, having said that, I watched them play against Villa earlier this, well, or last month it would have been. And Villa should have smashed them. Funnily enough, Spurs ended up winning that game 4-0. But in the first half, Villa missed chance after chance. So if they, you know, if they're in any way open like that, we can, you know, we can sort of make mincemeat of them if we're on our game. But we'll need to turn up. I mean, I dare say we will. It's it's at Anfield and it's Saturday night kickoff. So the crowd should be should be well up for it. Uh, there'll be a big atmosphere as always, and we need to win every game. And the pl- players are very focused on that idea and have been for for some time. Um, yeah, I mean, our Villarreal was Tuesday, so they've had a decent amount of time to recover, and uh, we were comfortable in the end there. Um, so you've got to back us to go and, you know, to, to get a result, of course. We're absolutely formidable at home. 
Um, so we're not going to, we're certainly not going to lose the game. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought. I don't think there's any danger of that. But, but Neil, Neil as well, I, th- I think for these last home games as well, like the crowd's going to be vociferous. Am- you know, the Anfield crowd's going to be fucking bouncing for every game. And everyone's now. greeting the bus already, like for all these games. So, I mean, you know, the crowd's going to be, by that stage, it's, it's the atmosphere is going to be, should be feral, essentially. Um, so, Everything's going to be, everything's on our side that you could want after a, an away game in Europe. We're at home. It's a late kickoff. Uh, the crowd's going to be in raptures. So you back us to go, like I said, and and win the game uh, and put that scoreboard pressure on City. And then it's down to them. And as you were saying earlier on, on the Newcastle thing, just stop them. Don't let them score an early goal. And, you know, if you get the kind of, 20 minutes and you're and you're nil nil and then there could be a game on so um you know we'll we'll all be waiting to see what happens there but it's, it should be a big a big weekend um every game is absolutely vital now so that's the life when you're at the at the top yeah <laughs> what a life it is dave it's there has been more rotation than I thought from the manager, uh, particularly for Newcastle. Um, I think we're all, well, I'm not so much concerned, but <laughs> there's a lot of people who are very concerned seeing the likes of James Milner's name on the starting 11. And I don't know. I'm really struggling. I expect that Klopp will go strong. When, when's, he, when's, he let, when's he let us down this season? No, don't get me wrong. Never, never. Mm-hmm. I expected he go strong, but I kind of also expected that from probably a couple of weeks ago, it would have been 14-15. The way he's had to play um, that has seen him win so much over the last number of years, where it is at 14-15-16, and that's it. And generally, you might get a cameo here or there, but it's generally, you know, your your first your first eleven and your your first three subs. And that was pretty much it. I don't expect I, I, it to be much different going against Spurs, given the task that they kind of undertake. But I think the big question for me is, what does he do at centre half? I, I think it's a uh, I think it's a Canate game. You see, I do as well, but I just wonder, you know. To, well, I know, I know. He's been weaning one in and weaning one out, and and, and don't, don't get me wrong. Both him and Madab are, are absolutely fine. I have no comp- but I just get a feeling with Harry Kane and whatnot. Big Canadi fucking deal with him. Uh, you know, it's not it's not just Virgil. It, it's Canadi as well. Uh, their aerial threat is is nullified with those two on the pitch. I'm not, not I'm, Madab's not a bad header of the ball, but then the other side of what Joel Madab brings you, Dave, is that those lovely Maisie runs. Um, and, and, and can play as number 10 quite quite comfortably at times even in his own head um, we're blessed at the moment and I'll tell you what I don't even fucking care to see Joe Gomez in there because he was he was excellent in, in the starts that he's had um, but you know we, we, have, we have very very capable personnel to fill, fill the slots but Dave for me Canati all the way yeah, it's a funny one. Um, I think probably with his pace as well, with with Alexis Son looking to get in behind down that kind of their left hand side channel, that you'd think that his pace would probably be an asset there. Certainly, 
On the other hand, with a team that's going to probably sit deep and look to hit you in the break, maybe you want Man up there to kind of commit. commit some Dave, of Dave another thing, we're reaching the stage. As you say, there's six games left. Like, you've got to go with the best that you can put out there. You've got to absolutely, like, Fabinho and Thiago have to start. That's just it. That There's, there's no ifs, buts, or maybes. You don't take a risk like that. Those two and A and other, you know, your front three, to, for, for my money, you start Diaz because he's going to fucking send them dizzy. They've never, they haven't experienced him yet. You play Manny through the middle and Mo's champing at the bit. Um, I, I, Dave, seriously. I, I think, like, it, it really doesn't matter who he puts in there, but my choice would be Canada. Yeah, Chief, it really is. It's, it's really one in each in each area of the pitch, isn't it? It's one in defence, one in midfield, and one in attack. And, and that's going to be the question forever and ever. You know, I think, for me, I don't know what your thoughts are. I, don't, I honestly don't know about the centre half. I think Henderson comes back in with Fabinho and and Thiago. I think that's a given. Um, and I nearly think, I nearly think, given that, that Spurs will want to sit deep and there might not be a lot of space in behind, I maybe nearly think he goes Jota. Mm, I don't know. I I think, given his experience in the week, given Diaz only comes on off the bench, I think Diaz starts. Um, and I think they go. I think he goes with the front three to finish the game. Um, did they all finish the game? Maybe Mane came off eventually, but I think he goes with 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 Diaz, Mane, Salah, basically because it's the best front three in it. I would tend to agree with with David this. I mean, there were changes for Newcastle, but I don't envisage changes from the from the strongest eleven um, really against against Spurs. I think Klopp knows how difficult it will be, um, knows how good Spurs can be, uh, and will certainly err on the side of of tried and trusted. I think you're absolutely right. Hendo will come back in. I think Matip will start, but I would absolutely not be averse for Kanate to play. I think he's class. Um, he gives you, as as you mentioned, Dave, Karen, the 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 threat from corners. I mean, Joel can can as well, but it's not the same. I mean, he he commands when he gets up in the air and he finds the, you know, he's just much more physical, isn't he? He's much more physical, but he's also much more determined to be scoring rather than determined to be getting his head on the ball. Yeah, much more aggressive. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, either's fine there. I mean, I don't think you, I think you get different things from them slightly, but ultimately you get very, very reliable and good defenders. So I think you're grand there, um, whichever way you go. And when it comes, yeah, so you've, that's it, really. Um, Jota, I think Jota's. I feel I feel a little bit for Jota because he he, he can't do much more. Um, he he scores with. Nick, do, do you not feel with Jota? You know, he, you've just hit it. He scores with alarming regularity, but his contribution in the last couple of months beyond those goals hasn't been what we saw maybe early season. Is that fair? Yeah, perhaps, but I think that. Um, I think he's sort of been in and out. He's had a couple of niggles. Um, but he's scored 
very very important goals. So the so the you know the contribution point I I get it like, but ultimately those contributions have been so vital that you could sort of you can overlook the, the rest in a way. I think it's I think it's less to do with him and more to do with Diaz and yeah, more I think to do Diaz has 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 just lit the place up really. Yeah, um, and and let's be honest, it's if it's one of Jota Mane. Salah, particularly given how Spanish adapted to playing through the middle, there's only going to be one loser in that fight, yeah, isn't it? it? And it is Jota. I mean, and it's sad for him because he he came in and everyone was like, well, you know, he's going to be the fourth man. How is he ever going to get in the front three? And then, bam, he did, manages to basically displace Bobby. And then what do we do? <laughs> Go and sign someone better than him and push him back out to fourth again. So, um, you know, and, and obviously Bobby is, is, is very much sort of back on form whenever he's fit as well. So, I mean, nice nice issue for us to have, but a, a bit tough on, on Diogo. But he'll have his time. He'll have his time again and he'll score important goals. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for bringing on a, a fresh Jota with 25 minutes to go. Tired legs, tired minds. You know, he's the ultimate poacher. He's certainly our best sort of, uh, well... Yeah, I would say he is our best in the box finisher, out and out finisher. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's always going to be room for him. Um, so I don't think he needs to needs to worry. But I think you're starting. You're always starting Diaz now. I think he has to be very much in that in that front three. And Manny and Salah aren't going to drop out. Just briefly speaking about you mentioned earlier, players who love goals against clubs. That's uh, Mo Salah against Spurs, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's not far off. It's not he far off. Scored some screamers against him, like he loves a goal against him. So. Yeah. So listen, just to finish us off, lads, on on the on the theme of of team selection, we've talked have talked about a lot. We haven't even talked about the FA Cup final, which we're in. Um, but it's a while off yet. It's it's not even. It's it's. About Saturday week away. It's about ten days away, you know. Um, but and they have football before then. And I know, I know. In football <laughs> terms, it's light years away. But what do we do? We're in the Champions League final. It's 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 nailed down. We're 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 on our way to Paris. What is your Champions League final starting eleven? I think I'm bringing Kanate in for Matip in the back five in the in the back five. Um, obviously Ali's there um, then then I'm going I think I'm going Henderson Fabinho Thiago but I, I could be pushed I could be tempted with Naby um, particularly sort of against Modric and, and so forth but yeah um, I probably I probably would start Henderson and then the front three, Mane, Diaz, Salah. Dave? Um, I, I, I struggle to see anything different than that, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I would go Canati. I think Canati's the only, the only really the question mark um, over it is, is that position at back because the Champions League final, you want your, you want your captain on the pitch. He, he divides opinion, but he'll be there. And you're not dropping uh, Fabinho, and you're not dropping Thiago. Quite frankly, as, as I said 
two minutes ago, Diaz needs to be starting every game. He, he, he for, for, well, you know, as many as he possibly can. Obviously, we've got rotation, but the big games for for the massive games, I think that's our front three now is is Manny, uh, Salah, and and Diaz, and and, and I'll, I'll go as far as that. That's that's the FA Cup as well. Yeah, I figured that. I figured that one question would answer the both. Um, so yeah, and it's it really is an amazing situation to be in. We've got Joel Maddock there, who's we all know is absolutely amazing and is playing the best football of his life. And he's now, according to you, to our third choice centre back, and a lot of people would probably agree with you. And we've got Diogo Jota, who's come in there, who's scoring at a real knot like nobody's ever seen before since most Salah. Dave, 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 there's a, there, and, there's, a, there's another thing, and I mentioned Joe Gomez, and and he's been under the radar this season, and he's come on several times in recent weeks. And, and he's been brilliant in the right back position. Yeah, he has. He uh, has. And and you know, there's talk about loaning them out and everything. Why not just have him as Trent's understudy? Like, you know, why not give him that? Uh, give him that role. He's capable of whipping a ball across there. I'm very. I've been very, very impressed. He's not Trent. Nobody's Trent. But you know what I mean? As an alternative to keep this guy there as well, because this is a. You know what I mean? We're blessed at the moment with having four of them that are they're yeah. really world class. You know well, what I mean? We don't want to lose any of them. Yeah, well, this is the thing, you know, you, you, you'd expect that the future is him him and Kanate as your two centre halves for, you know, for five, six years. And and that is it, as Chief said. We, we just brought somebody in who's better than Jota. And the frightening thing about this team is we're about to win everything and it looks like we're, we're actually only going to get better. So... Until next time, whenever that might be, because we literally can't keep up with the games at the minute, so God knows how the players do it. Up the all-conquering Reds. <laughs>